That's when I realized we didn't actually buy the tickets from Kayak.com. We didn't buy them from American Airlines either. It turns out we'd been misled entirely. Eric Schwartzman, author of The Digital Pivot, and this is the Earned Media Podcast. This isn't the type of thing I enjoy talking about because it makes me feel like an entitled complainer. No one shares this stuff publicly, so the real tales of corporate fraud and abuse get tucked away on obscure online bulletin boards, which is probably one of the reasons why companies get away with it. But it's getting so bad that unless we speak out now, our rights may be forever swept under the rug by a combination of shame, automation, and customer service theater. Automation and globalization drive growth. But at what cost? Companies are too good at using half-baked algorithms and business process outsourcing firms to discourage us from contacting them. And short of retaining legal counsel, which isn't economically feasible, there's nothing anyone can do. Got a problem with something you bought? Either let it go or press one for sales, two for service, or three for technical support. And if those options don't work, wait on hold for hours to beg a third-world call center rep to escalate your case. Companies intentionally make it hard to get a hold of someone. It's the drill of dread. First, penetrate a computer or phone system that's controlled by shoddy artificial intelligence, If your problem doesn't match up with one of the options they've provided and pressing zero to speak to an operator doesn't work, you have to appease the algorithm and still get sent to the wrong department just to talk to a real person. Now, you've got to break through their second line of defense. You've got to explain your issue to an outsourced offshore call center rep with no authority. Companies use automation and outsourcing to lower costs. Just as algorithms can only solve simple problems, call center reps from faraway places struggle to resolve issues for Western customers. Explaining a problem to an ill-equipped, undertrained call center rep is demeaning for the customer and the rep alike. This is a bad customer experience. And I'll tell you just how bad things have gotten and what we need to do about it after this. Here's how bad the situation has become. Last year, when it looked like the pandemic was behind us, I used a travel search engine called Kayak.com to buy flights to Italy on American Airlines. Then, Omicron surged and the Center for Disease Control issued a level four travel advisory warning Americans to avoid travel to Italy. My family and I are 
fully vaccinated and boosted. But we've heard horror stories from friends who were vaxxed, got long COVID, or traveled and got stuck in an expensive quarantine hotel. My wife's friend in her early 50s is not overweight, has no health issues, but she still has equilibrium problems eight months after getting COVID. And my cousin, who's in her late 20s and is the picture of health, still has COVID fog brain four months after testing positive. Neither of them can exercise because of extreme shortness of breath. They both feel tired all the time. For us, it was an easy decision. The risk of gasping for air in an Italian hospital outweighed the reward of a Venetian gondola ride, which meant we either had to reschedule or cancel the trip entirely. That's when I realized we didn't actually buy the tickets from Kayak.com. We didn't buy them from American Airlines either. It turns out we'd been misled entirely. It turns out Kayak.com uses a company called ChatDeal to process transactions, and that's who we had to contact. ChatDeal offers customer support via online chat, but you're not chatting with a person, at least not at first, you're chatting with an algorithm. I entered my booking ID into the chat, and without even thinking about it, the chatbot responded, may I have your booking ID, please? I double-checked and re-entered it, and it spit back the same question. System failure? Maybe I should have just gone on the vacation. Now, instead of lounging by the infinity pool, I was stuck in an infinity chatbot loop. I was going to have to fail to phone. So, I put on my war paint, dialed the 800 number, and waited patiently while my auditory cortex got pummeled by hold music. Every few minutes, a voice would apologize for unusually long hold times. But, just as customer service has become an oxymoron, unusually long hold times has become doublespeak. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Unusual is usual. Finally, after an hour and 47 minutes, a woman with an accent named Sally came on the line. And after I explained the situation about our decision to postpone because of the CDC Level 4 Travel Advisory, I'll tell you what she said after this. So after waiting on hold for nearly two hours... Sally said she'd have the right department call me back. And that's when it became clear that I'd wasted half a day of my life, that I'd never recover, just to leave a message. Struggling not to become indignant, I asked when they'd be calling. I work, and it's tough for me to take calls during the day. She said she didn't know. I asked if she knew what number they'd be calling from because I get a ton of telemarketing calls and answering them all would be punitive. She had no idea. 
I asked if she could send me an email so I had some record of our call. But she couldn't. But she assured me that the department I needed to contact would be in touch. A week went by, and no one contacted me. Ugh, I'd have to call again. This time I waited on hold around an hour until, quick, I was disconnected before anyone answered. But I called back, waited another hour on hold, and got the same story. They said someone would be calling me, but no one did. Now, I'm angry. I call a third time, wait another two hours, but this time I lose my cool and demand support. And I get transferred to a woman who says her name is Donna. I plead my case all over again from the start to Donna. I share the CDC advisory. And she says they'll evaluate the situation and see if I qualify for a refund. A few days later, a refund offer arrives in my inbox. ChatDeal wants to charge me a $300 airline penalty fee for each ticket, which seems out of line since we're canceling because of an American travel advisory. So I call American Airlines directly to check. And they say American Airlines is waiving penalty fees to countries the CDC advises against traveling to. But the agent also told me that since I bought the tickets through ChatDeal, she couldn't help. On top of that, ChatDeal wanted a $279.94 administration fee and a $75 refund processing fee for each ticket. I bought the three tickets for $1,000 each. They were all the same flights, same reservation. But they wanted to price gouge $655 per ticket. If I accepted their offer, I'd only recover around 1000 of the 3000 that I spent. Scamming that kind of money while automating the purchase process and offshoring customer service during a global pandemic is the definition of price gouging. But if I wanted to reschedule, they'd be happy to help for an additional $1,000 in fees. My chat deal had become a chat steal. And I'll tell you what I did about it after this. Well, I decided not to throw good money after bad. I didn't pay the $1,000 to reschedule the trip. But I was not at all happy with how the situation went down. I'd have to say it was probably the worst customer experience of my life. When you think about how companies use automation and outsourcing to lower costs, you realize that algorithms are great at solving binary problems, but they can't resolve disputes. And you also realize that outsourcing dispute resolution for Western customers to people living in third world countries insults the dignity of both parties. On the tech side, if this then that problems are easy for computers to solve, they're great at selling us things. But if the problem is a if this and this when that happens during a pandemic, algorithms choke. 
artificial intelligence can't resolve disputes. And neither can people unfamiliar with the expectations Western customers have of the companies they do business with. We talk about artificial intelligence and outsourcing as though it will solve all our problems. The promise of AI today is on par with the original promise of social media, which was unshackling the wisdom of the crowd, or the internet, which was democratizing information. But it turns out, crowds aren't actually that smart, and information doesn't really want to be free. In his book, The Narrow Corridor, Duran Esimoglu argues that liberty and justice happen when there's a balance between the power of the government and the power of the people. More than anything else, it is liberty and justice that drive economic growth. Because unless people have rights and feel that their property will be protected, they have no ambition because they feel like the deck is stacked against them. What's the point of working hard if anyone can legally steal your money? If we allow autocratic, automated companies like ChatDeal, Kayak.com, and Airbnb to rob us of our rights, how will that impact our economy long term? If we allow companies to deprive us of liberty and the pursuit of happiness, how will that damper our collective initiative and ambition as a nation? We need autonomy over automation and outsourcing. Algorithms that automate business processes without looking out for the public interest are too autocratic. We need some kind of a trip switch. Human participation is what preserves liberty. The U.S. is the dominant global economy largely because of the balance between the power of the state and the power of the people. But how can we expect future generations entering the workforce and starting families to advance our economy without a fair and just society? How are they supposed to prosper and drive growth in this environment? It's time to bolster the power of the people against the power of technology. When sales, service, and accounting are all integrated into a technology solution, the result is automation. When finance, policies, and the military are all combined to promote the expansion of a state, the result is autocracy. And automation, without checks and balances, is autocratic. When systems fail, instead of letting people fall through the cracks, we need freely elected representatives to empower the American people against callous companies like ChatDeal. If we forever lose control over autocratic automation and corporate elites can scam with impunity, the basis of the American dream is at stake. And that's my opinion. For this episode of the Earn Media Podcast, it's Eric Schwartzman, signing off. 
on how you can earn influence through Earn Media. Get the Digital Pivot audiobook at digitalpivotbook.com.